Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. I hope everybody's doing well today. Um, so yeah, back again so soon. I know it's a bit weird, isn't it? But anyway, what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to jump straight into uh, the interview this week with Mr. Harry Flexman. And the reason for that is that, well, both... Uh, my chat with Harry and my chat with Mittmaster Matthew Chapman uh, are quite long ones today um, to make up for, well, not doing anything for quite a while. Um, so rather than me prattling on for the next five minutes, uh, we're going to jump straight into the interview and then I'll be with you on the other side. Enjoy. You're listening to Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. All right, guys, so joining me on the phone now, we have Mr. Harry Flexman, a.k.a. the Fight Dad himself. How's it going this morning? I'm doing really well, thanks, Chris. Thanks very much for having me on. Very pleased to be here. Well, Been a long-time well, listener of the show, so, um, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's quite an eye-opening thing to actually um, uh, appear on here as a guest, so uh, thank you for having me on. Well, I hope I've not shattered the illusion of professionalism already. <laughs> not at all. If anything, it's more professional setup than I was expecting. So, so nice one. If anyone's listening and you've got a picture mm. in your head, just amplify the professionalism by about 10% and you'll be good. <laughs> I couldn't say I don't know. I wasn't sure quite how to take that then. But yeah, no, I take, I, take your, I take your point. I take your point. But no, thanks for coming on because you, you actually have the honour of being the first guest in about a million years. And um, we've had a little break for a while. So you're the first guest on, um, which is good. And it's uh, it's it's uh, it's nice to finally. Well, we've been speaking on social media now for I don't know how long. I don't know how long it's been. I, I, I've been racking my brain to try and remember as well. Have we actually met in person at any point? I don't think we have, which is really strange because um, I grew up in a, a tiny village near Fountains Abbey, which is oh, did, you not know that, uh, no. which, is, which is right next to Harrogate and Knaresborough, which is where your base, isn't it? Chris. It is, it so, is. Yeah, I've been here for about 20 years now, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, We're okay, doing so a maths here, quick maths. <laughs> yeah, quick maths. Just trying to wonder when I uh, went off to university, probably about that time. So maybe we just didn't quite overlap. Oh, um, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> no, but we are uh, also connected by my first Muay Thai instructor, Pierre Mahon. Oh, Yes. Yes, remember that, because um, do you train with one of his fighters? That's right. Well, yeah, actually, um, yeah, one of his fighters now was one of my students originally. And ah. yeah, so there's, there's all these connections here. Yeah, that's it. it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And and really, you know, I just, um, I friended you on Facebook, so eventually I could get on the podcast. So that's, <laughs> the plan that's done now. Worked. After this, after this, I've never <laughs> speak to you again, mate. That's <laughs> You know, wouldn't be the first. <laughs> let's be honest, wouldn't be the first. But no, um, all right. So let's go. Let's let's dive into that a little bit. Let's go right back to the start. So, Harry and martial arts. Where where did that connection? When was it made, and why? What was the catalyst for that? Um, it was, it was in it was in my early twenties. So I was quite a late starter in terms yeah. of normal martial arts kind of journeys and stuff, and um. I've been through a bit of a kind of bad, bad breakup of that, you know, early 20s mm. 
highly passionate relationships and stuff and was going through oh, yeah. a, really, a really rough patch and um uh, a mate of mine said to me oh look stop might as well on his yeah go for it go for it okay mate of mine said, said to me stop stop about and stop moping you gotta you gotta come with me and do something physical so we're gonna go rock climbing i was like uh all right keith uh if you say so mate and we went along to this rock climbing club at university in in durham but the rock climbing was shut and he goes ah no bother uh capoeira is also on okay so, yeah my first ever experience of martial arts was this like intermediate to advanced class on capoeira the brazilian uh, breakdance, fighting, rhythmical, musical, uh, cartwheeling, yeah, uh, backflipping, craziness, and I, I was just, I just like dived in and thought, oh my literally, god, what is this? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, exactly. I was like, oh my god, what, what is this? And yeah, it, it just really hooked me. This kind of this new way of moving my body and and using my body, and because it was the first time I'd done any exercise in about seventy five years. I was, you know, I was totally ruined for about a week afterwards with the with the DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah. But I, I went back and I kept training and I thought, wow, this is this is really interesting. And the the capoeira style I was doing was uh, filos de bimba, which is more kind of like a low style yeah. where you're quite close with your training partner and reacting to what they're doing. There's not quite so many like backflips and spin kicks and things because some of the more stylistic capoeira yeah. you see they're quite far apart and they're basically doing uh like xma uh, you know tricking yeah near to each other there's not quite so much actual interaction and the element that i really enjoyed about that capoeira was you'd have to react to what your partner was doing so if they were um uh, you know spinning a, a crescent kick to your head then you'd have to make sure you kind of dive and collapse on the ground to the correct side so you don't get a shin to the face and even though it was slow and controlled uh, that that interaction part was excellent. Then probably did that for about a year or so. And uh, fast forward, I was back at home and I broke my wrist at a heavy metal festival in Germany. And it was my it was my right wrist, which is my dominant side. So I had to um, in the middle of this metal festival had to learn how to um, like uh, uh, operate the portable toilets with my non dominant side. <laughs> Yes, okay. I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> no, no more is required there. But <laughs> when I got back home and uh, my wrist was healing, uh, there was still some flexibility issues. So I couldn't uh, kind of bend my hand, bend my hand back, put my hands on the floor in like a push-up position yet. And the capoeira style is lots of hands on the floor and balancing and kind of push-ups to the side effectively. But I found I could do knuckle push-ups. I thought if I could do knuckle push-ups, maybe I can do punching. Uh, so maybe I'll find a boxing place and do that instead. And so I kind of Googled like boxing in Harrogate and I found this thing that was called Thai boxing. I was like, that's ah, probably the same, isn't it? I just show up to that. Uh, obviously <laughs> it's not the same, <laughs> but that was, uh, that was Pierre's class at, uh, Kaoloi, uh, yep. in Harrogate. And there was still the interaction and reaction to your partner, but the part that really like set off an explosion in my brain was you actually get to hit stuff really hard. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the kind of the intricacy and the reaction and the flow of capoeira and the kind of smashing stuff and pads incredibly hard and 
keeping strong structure and not like, you know, shying away from someone hitting you of Muay Thai, those two things were, uh, were what, what I really enjoyed. Mm. Then I'm kind of skipping through quite a long parts here, but I try and keep That's it nice, okay. and, <laughs> nice and brief. Um, and then moved to Newcastle where I met my main instructor, Matthew Teasdale at Team Phoenix Martial Arts. Actually, uh, the shirt I've got on now. So, um, oh, yeah. As the podcast is audio only, no one will be able to see that. But if you go, and find... I'm, appre- I'm appreciating it for them. Yeah, thanks very much. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Team, Fe- Team Phoenix is great. Uh, Matthew Teasdale is an ra- amazing martial artist and uh, a really amazing teacher as well. He uh, he's one of those teachers who finds a way to encourage everybody and mm-hmm. explain incredibly complicated things in a way that you know 98% of people will understand. There's always going to be those two percent who, you know, just just don't. Well, quite, we've all got those. Just don't quite get it. <laughs> we've all got those. Um, and even with them, he's almost got infinite patience. So that's that's really cool. And I, I went to his club because I was trying different uh, different Muay Thai gyms around Newcastle. His was the had the best atmosphere. So they all had good training, but it was the friendliest atmosphere. Yeah. And I was looked after uh, best by the other students. So it's a good way of judging an instructor, isn't it? By like, you know, yeah. how caring are their other students for, for new people? Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of stayed there and I was just doing, doing Muay Thai. And um, uh, yeah, after a, a few months or so, he offers these these other classes and he had, uh, did he have, he had submission wrestling, so Shuto, which is kind of yeah. Japanese uh, early no holes barred kind of pre-UFC shoot mm-hmm. wrestling. And then he also had JKD, and kickboxing and Kali, which is Filipino martial arts. Quite and, a mix there. Yeah, and I saw all of these uh, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm going to try the JKD, the Bruce Lee thing, of course. Who wouldn't yeah. want to try that? That was, Absolutely. Was, that was loads of fun. And um, he just said to me, oh, mate, you probably want to try Kali. And I was like, what? That kind of stick twirly, Morris dancey, Flippy, oh. flippy, flappy, in my head, in my head. Oh, yeah. Not, not to him. I was like, to, out loud, I said, uh, th- that's a really interesting invitation. I'll have a think about it. But in my head, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, this flippy, flappy. Little did you know. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and I watched it a bit more and I thought, well, oh, actually, they do kind of hit each other and they, it does look pretty interesting. And that's kind of fast and cool. And well, I'll give it a little try. And um, yeah, one class of of Kali of Filipino martial arts, and uh, I was completely hooked. And that must have been uh, again, maths is not a strong point right now. No, that's mine. I've got young kids who are waking up at night, so so that's yeah, some time ago. <laughs> impediment. It was it was a yeah. number of years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think seventeen years ago, maybe. Wow. Okay. Years ago, and then I've uh, been coaching it for thirteen years. I think. Wow. Uh, but yeah, 17 years ago, and it, for me, uh, Carly, Filipino martial arts combined the flow and reactions and smoothness and mm. rhythmical nature of capoeira, mm. also combined the kind of brutality and structure yeah. of Muay Thai, uh, and you get to play with with weapons, and it's that's something that I find people who don't know about it yet kind of shy away from the word and they think oh i don't want to use weapons on people and it's it's primarily just an extension of your body yeah 
whether it's whether it's a stick, whether it's a bladed weapon, whether it's something flexible, whether it's something you throw, whether it's someone else's clothing that you use against them, it's just an extension of of your kind of hands and feet and mm. teeth sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and also to to kind of understand and be able to deal with someone else with a weapon, it, it's really useful to get that visceral feeling of how if i had this how would i use it yeah. really effectively so you understand the uh the, the sectoring and the broad kind of what's a, what's genuinely a threat and what's not a threat mm. so like a like a, an impact weapon weapon stick a hammer whatever it is held close to you is not really a threat because uh, an impact weapon you, you need to generate kind of um a momentum which yeah. is speed and mass put together so you actually you, you know, you need to kind of pull it back before you can swing it at somebody effectively. Mm. But an edge weapon close to you, well, that's definitely a threat because you don't need nearly as much momentum to to make the edge yeah. or the point effective. Uh, so you're kind of getting that visceral understanding of it yeah. by training training with it. It it reduces the fear of the unknown part yeah. and possibly enhances the caution of the genuine threat element. Yeah. So so the, those to me, it's like more more under not just understanding but more uh, visceral understanding and skill in how to be able to use defend against mm-hmm. uh deal with and manage the that broader element of potential threat it, it's one of those confidence building things yeah just, yeah totally. just, just like in all martial arts where you know the first day when you show up uh, and you see like a like a ring or a cage in the corner of the gym and you just picture yourself being beaten down or, you know, being like pushed out of the ring and everybody laughing yeah, at yeah. as you lose because you don't know anything yet if it's your first day. Um, but then gradually with training, you can start to picture yourself as the winner or you start to picture yourself yeah, in, in the gosh. dominant position. It, it's the same it's the same thing. So um, I went off a bit of a tangent there. It's so that so was good. like 17 years ago. <laughs> So do you find yourself like, I don't know, obviously from what you were describing there um, and the way you were describing the whole hand and the weapons now, they're an extension, etc. Do you find yourself like like holding, ever holding an object and instinctive reaction is, what could I do with this? How could I all, use this? Yeah. All Pens, the time. keys. All the time, Chris. Pens, keys, phone. Um, I, I once hit somebody for real with a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> And ran away. <laughs> it was it, oh god! I, I got a few a, of these. Is this a story for the podcast, or is this, is this... <laughs> uh, po- possibly, possibly? <laughs> Maybe no, I'll, I'll make it abridged. Um... <laughs> Non-liable. <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I, I got probably, probably three like you know real altercation stories, and none of them are sexy. They're all they are um, really are they? That's they're all like I was bricking myself. And then, uh, you know, I did something to distract him and then I ran the f*** away and yeah. I'm still here. So mm-hmm. there we go. That's that's my self-defense experience. No, no, that's it. It wasn't like, you know, I uh, lined up the three guys in the alleyway and blasted through them all. No, no. It's no. it's I uh, saw that there was somebody there was some weird shadows down the alleyway. So I went a different way home. There's my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my self-defense. But yeah, um, I was. I was on a I was on a bus uh, in Newcastle trying to get home, and trying. There was yeah, we're trying to <laughs> trying to get home. And there's this thing called the the hoppings, which is like an annual uh, fair. It's like a right. Uh, you know, it's like a fairground, and there's a fete and stuff. And yeah. um, 
all of the uh, the 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 bus was probably fifty percent full of uh, people who were had been drinking during the day, and it was about half five, and they were heading to the hoppings for a, a good time in the evening. Right. And uh, there were a couple of them that were kind of kicking off and pushing around and stuff, and they were between me and the exit. And there was I finished my kind of day job and I was wearing a suit and I had a copy of the Metro newspaper and and like I was doing my Sudoku with a pen and I was thinking, ah, shit, how am I supposed to get off this bus? You know, they're already like eyeing me up and, you know, uh, starting to chat with each other. And it feels like I'm I'm about to be the, the mark. I'm about to be the, uh, you know, followed here. So what's going on? I thought, right, I'm going to get off one stop early and I'm going to make it more surprising so what the things i've got in my hands i've got a pen and i've got a newspaper i could use the pen but that's probably going to land me in prison yeah um i know i used the newspaper so i kind of folded it up several times so it was like long and thin and, and kind of quite quite thick so it was like a short kind of yeah button <laughs> basically um and yeah gestures it their way in a menacing manner well, no, I, I, I had one of them on the side of the neck and it just made him move a little bit. And then the other one around, it was meant to be around the head, but as he turned, it kind of hit him a bit in the eye and right. he moved out the way. And that was just enough passage for me to run down the front of the bus and get off just as the door was closing as the bus was setting off to the next stop. And I gave him a little wave on the way past and then uh, and then I ran home. So <laughs> there we go. You got to work that's out it. too. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and I mean, I think I think it's fair to say that without that prior training, that might not necessarily have sprung into your head, and you might have defaulted to th- throwing some fists and knees and, and whatever else, um, or maybe even not. Well, well, that's the thing as well. With if I kind of try and think back to my own psychology and confidence, that lack of confidence prior to any training, mm. then I'd have probably just tried to keep my head down and not make eye contact and, yeah. you know, being, being followed after the bus stop. And, the, you know, that would may have been the trouble part. It's yeah. the, it's the, like, I think the biggest element is the confidence and carrying yourself. And then even if you make a plan in your head and you don't have to enact it. So mm. your plan, plan B is like, um, you know, physical distraction and escape. You make a plan in your head. You go, cool, i got a backup plan now. So you can stand tall and look like look them in the eye and give them a little head nod and be like, right, lads, off to the hoppings. Yeah, wicked. Have a good time. See you later. Yeah. And just the, that presence and the way you carry yourself is, is, I think, is a lot more effective than the physical techniques themselves. That way. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the, the, the amount of stories like this that I hear from people when they come on as well over the years, it's, it, it's amazing. So... So going through back through all of that, all that the, the collective list of training and um, altercations on buses and all this stuff. <laughs> There's only one <laughs> altercation oh, on thanks. buses. <laughs> Rename your website with a bus fighter. Um, no, how? Do, where? You know, moving on to the to the online thing. Obviously, you'd been doing some coaching as well. How? Where? How did that transition happen, and, and, and why did it happen with with moving on or not moving online, but actually taking what you teach in person in classes to the online sphere so the well to the world basically because that's what it is isn't it when you when you when you take this sort of thing online it's it's opening it up to the entire world mm. yeah yeah that's um that's a great question and it's it's something that i wanted to do for at least two years before i actually did it right which is which is the first lesson i suppose if you got the idea mm-hmm. to do it 
start earlier. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I, uh, my, my physical school was uh, associated with a, a larger group of, of kind of a Filipino martial arts system. Yep. And I'd been talking for a while trying to convince the, the leader of that group and association to uh, take their material online properly and make it all paid and have a proper system for, for doing so. Uh, and even requested that I could do it for myself with um, with an arrangement for them, but that wasn't really attractive to them at the time. Sure. And then when the first lockdown happened in March, I made some solo training because um, I was doing Zoom classes for my for my as, students. Yeah, as we all were. As everybody was exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was listening to Matt Chapman, and he just, there was, I can't remember when he said it, but he just said, I wish I'd recorded everything I ever taught. Yeah. Wish I'd recorded it, private lessons, classes, uh, you know, online classes, uh, my own training, uh, you know, rolling and sparring, all that stuff. Wish I'd recorded it, because then I'd have, you know, a, an almost infinite amount of content from the amount mm -hmm. of training I've done. And I thought, ah, haha, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. So... For all of my Zoom classes, I had, as well as the webcam, because I had a bit of a shitty webcam to start with, because they, they were all sold out. Yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> I got a better one at the end. Stupidly expensive, yeah. Um, but as well as my kind of crappy webcam, I had my phone and a, an external microphone kind of set up on a tripod, so that it was almost the same view. And I was teaching to my students in the webcam, and then occasionally kind of, you know, addressing the, the phone camera as well. And that recording was a much better quality, and I thought, well, I could you know, just upload these to a private Facebook group, um, or I could actually build a platform where there's a library and my students can go back and search things. And I couldn't call it what the association was that I was with. So I had to come up with a new name. And uh, somebody said to me, oh, that's a great idea when I was setting out what I wanted to do. Yeah, so I was like, yeah I'm going to have this solo training resource. It's going to be free for my students. And, you know, I'll include some technique tutorials and I'll probably make some kind of fitness thing and who knows where it's going to go and they're like yeah cool what are you going to call it and it's like uh uh fight dad because i've had this seed of an idea of um my, my kids are two and five so i'm still kind of fairly early on in this like parenting journey mm. and as you as you'll know chris that like the first the first one that comes along it totally flips your priorities yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> kind of blows your mind it flips your priorities completely upside down and inside out and and back to front all at the same time and i'd gone from somebody who could uh, you know go to a go to a seminar or travel abroad at very short notice and say yes to a lot of things a lot of opportunities that came along to somebody who had to say no to almost every opportunity and you know snatch mm -hmm. like six and a half minutes here for my own training or mm -hmm. right i gotta i gotta work out today uh i've got 11 minutes so am i gonna you know drive to the gym get changed set my stuff up you know that would take like two hours yeah. four and um you know i've been fortunate enough to have some workout equipment at home and it started off just as being like one kettlebell so i was like how can i work out effectively in 11 minutes with this one thing but this idea of it was two part, really. This idea of suddenly having significantly less time to do uh, significantly less uh, smaller units of time 
So you might yeah. have like an hour in a day, but it's going to be broken up into like three minutes here and five minutes there and maybe 15 minutes there if you're lucky. Mm. Smaller units of time. But then there was like a sudden feeling of uh, loss and mourning for my previous life and a feeling of disconnection from my um, from my friends who didn't yet have kids because they were all still going and, you know, traveling abroad and doing all this last, last minute stuff and trying to invite me along. And I just had to say no. And I was starting to feel, uh, you know, alienated from that group and not by not by any intention of theirs, but it's um you know, it's a natural feeling. If someone keeps inviting you to things and you keep saying no, eventually yeah. they can stop inviting you because it hurts them, <laughs> you know, to say, oh, no, would you like to come along here? And they get a no. That's that's quite hurtful, isn't it? That's rejection for them. So it, it, there was that that feeling of disconnection, warning of my own, of my previous life and uh, lack of lack of time. So I thought that sure. I'm probably the only person who feels this way. It's not the first time it's ever happened to anybody in the world. Uh, but I don't see any um, any kind of group or connection or uh, identity or beacon that gathers these people here. And that's when I thought, right, what do I really, really love doing? I actually really love doing training. I don't like fighting. It's, it's frightening and dangerous and stupid. So that training, dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Martial arts, dad. Uh, yeah. Martial dad, maybe. But fight, Dad. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly yeah. what you're getting on the tin. Two syllables, and you can kind of say it with attitude and excitement. Yes, and it looks good on a t-shirt. Exactly, and and a mug, yes. and a, a tumbler, <laughs> and a phone case, and socks, and about. Uh, did you know I have a merchandise store? It's <laughs> fun enough. I've just been looking at it on my other screen as you were talking. Um, <laughs> So I can attest to all those groovy things there. So, yeah. Um, now, obviously, I, I can see it on my screen right here. But uh, to test your memory a little bit, no, no, just more for the listeners. What what sort of content? What sort of things can people expect to find on there? Uh, on the well, website, I've, I've got two parts to the website. Really, there's there's the online training, mm. which is like video training, PDF downloads, kind of uh, courses of varying sizes. Uh, some some free courses you can kind of get in and get started on. And then some paid courses that are a lot more in depth and uh, uh, from from the people who have done them and given me feedback have a, a lot of value because there's, you know, it's ideas that are all grouped together and are coherent and make sense all together. So there's a kind of courses training website and then connected to that is my merchandise website. It's a Teespring store, um, so it's really simple to set up. Uh, I don't I think the margins on it are really slim. <laughs> I know from um, experience, <laughs> but but the, I didn't set the store up to to you know make loads yeah. of, loads of money or anything. It was more to balance out the kind of the digital information products, which are kind of ethereal. You can't hold them, you can't touch them or or pick them up. It, it, you know, it's it's pixels on a screen and and sound coming out of your your phone or computer so yeah. i wanted to balance out those things with something actually physical that you could hold and uh yeah so that's why i set up the the merchandise store so you can get t-shirts hoodies uh leggings which are pretty wow. sexy have you seen those yet I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna check those out <laughs> uh, and and see what colors they're available in so uh yeah uh, and and uh, uh my most popular kind of um 
Physical pro- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just explains the face I've just pulled when I found them. They are, yes, they are tight. The, the, uh, the eyes were widened. <laughs> and I the just, air I went just, through teeth. I, I just <laughs> assume that's modelling them in the photo. Um, no, thankfully that's not me. <laughs> No, they're, 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 they're cool. No, they're, they're some, they're, I get what you're saying about the, the merchandise. I mean, I actually, as it would happen, rolls to the side. I have some of mine all packed up down here for sending out. Oh, and lovely. It's just something cool about, um, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. It, it's because the podcast is a digital thing and, you know, we've got, um, you know, a handful of listeners that are really, really into it and really engaged and, um, always sending questions always sending emails and always very positive and they were like oh you know can we get t-shirts and stuff and i thought do you know what yeah because they want to feel that connection to, mm. to what it is that we do and then the knock-on from it the bit that i didn't really account for was then people obviously wear them and then i'll be on social media and i'll be clicking through as you do and i'm like that's my podcast yeah <laughs> And there'll be somebody at a, um, a film premiere, or there'll be somebody at a, um, somebody actually wore one to a film premiere. That was, oh, I mean, that was amazing. <laughs> um, and then there was the best ever one with uh, a listener called Daniel who wore one to a Comic Con and got his photo with like the entire cast of Cobra Kai in hmm. my t shirt. Amazing. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. So, yeah, it just gives that connection, doesn't it? You know, it makes the, the sort of almost the digital feel like real. It's a real, tangible sort of thing. Yes, it's part uh, of. It's um, I'm going to use the word I used before, but it's kind of visceral, isn't it? You, yes, you know, you feel it's better. Feel it in your gut, and it's um, yeah, it's a stronger connection, which is which is really nice, and um, appreciative of everybody who's got something from my store, and uh, some of them are kind enough to post pictures and be like, yeah, I got mm. my fight dad match, and that's it awesome. Is, and it's a nice feeling as well, isn't it? Because it gives you that connection that you're you know the the idea that you've had the content that you've created is impacting people on mm. on a on a personal level i mean i remember setting up my first first course and um it's something i'd dabbled around and i'd i'd created an online course for my own students um but that was safe it was enclosed it was yeah. only my students my own students weren't going to pick fault at what i was doing they mm-hmm. weren't going to call me names or they weren't going to say nasty things well they probably do and i'm not listening but um they were certainly weren't going to do it on the content and that was one of the things that held me back and it wasn't until i um injured myself quite significantly at a charity event when i wasn't even getting paid i thought do you know what i need to record all this because one day it's not going <laughs> to happen anymore mm-hmm. and i want this recorded um, which is why I, you know, I've recorded my first course, and I think I hit the peak of the wave with the online thing. I think it was right at its highest point, and when people really, it was quite new, and it was this new thing, and it took off. It went absolutely crazy at the time. Um, but with that comes the the inevitable. It's the internet. It's the internet people, <laughs> and I'm sure they're without a doubt. Well, I know you have because I've seen some of the posts, which mm. are quite, I quite I applaud. Actually, it's quite interesting because. Anybody that does anything online gets these. We're going to call them internet people. Yeah, okay? uh, we all, they all get them, but not many people actually acknowledge that they exist um, because it, it, it it's quite easy to take it personal if you're not careful. Um, but oh, but some of the things that they put is it's wow. It says a lot more about them than it does about you or I. I shall we shall put it that way. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting to share some of your experiences with internet people because <laughs> i've seen the posts and they are brilliant internet people yes the <laughs> the the comments i get are 
let's let's put it this way they are they are mostly i'm going to say 95 to 99 percent positive and thankful and when you look at all the when you post something you obviously get the stats of like how many views and how many yes. and how many shares and and all that kind of thing and when you put the comments from the internet people <laughs> <laughs> we're not even going to capitalize their name i think just uh, yes lower, lowercase internet people in air yes quotes. um when you when you compare the number of comments from that from the actual number of views or the actual number of positive reactions it is such a low proportion and that's mm. something that can help put things in perspective but um yes it is because it's it's you doing it it's your face it's your body it's your moves it's your expression yeah and they're saying negative shit about you yeah it it's totally natural to take it personally yeah because it, you know you equate that um even if the comment is that technique is rubbish you equate that to i hate you and will never be your friend yeah and <laughs> it's true and even though I don't know them yet, I'm like, ah, oh, potential friend lost. Yeah. Even though I'm never going to meet them, yeah. I never. And and you know, thinking about it logically, I'm never going to like them if there's somebody who comments like that on on videos online. And it's just, yeah. So there's, there's, I don't get a lot of comments like it. And what really interests me is uh, when and at what point. So I'm I'm experimenting yeah, with. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah experimenting with short form video at the moment i started on um, tiktok and uh, tiktok was a real education in how to deliver something much more efficiently and that goes really well with the whole kind of ethos of of fight down and if you're recording a a tiktok I, I first started by trying to make a full 60 second video where i could explain loads of things and um it's boring for the people on that platform you don't get views you don't get anything nobody bothers but if you can make a 10 to 15 second video that is like maximum of three things, a bit of popular music in the background, some like text appearing on the screen at different points uh, and effectively you're going bam, bam, bam. And that's it. Yeah. That is what that platform craves and <laughs> pushes people to crave. Yeah. Uh, I don't use it anymore. And I had to uninstall it from my phone because they they built the app so well that it is, um, I think it's harmful. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, I used it and I trialed it for a little while and it, and it, 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 it just takes over your mind. It's, mm. it's, it's, you can see why it's so successful. Yes. It, it's such an easy time sink. Yeah. Uh, you could, you could easily lose half an hour just like, scrolling and watching 15 second videos and you're like how the fuck did i get here what am i doing with my life yeah have i genuinely been entertained or have i been distracted yeah and that's yeah uh, anyway so um facebook and instagram and youtube and i'm trying to copy the success model of tiktok but try and do it in their own way yeah so this short form vertical video content is is popular at the moment and i'm taking oh hang on i missed a point there so filming for TikTok has forced me to be a lot more efficient. I think about what is the absolute, absolute strip down, you know, main three points for any single thing and be able to demonstrate and talk at the same time, do it all in one take. So I probably recorded about 200 TikToks and the first hundred were shockingly terrible. But then the last hundred were okay. 
right. <laughs> I'll take that. And then I've, t I've taken that um, attitude and skill of doing it much more quickly and being a bit more upbeat in my presentation and then applied that to my longer form videos that are on YouTube and in my courses. And that has been, uh, that's gone down really well. So rather than having like a 10 minute tutorial on how to do a single technique where you'd get all of the details, mm. actually break it into, uh, you know, five to 10 different levels of that technique. So if somebody just wants to scratch the surface and they want the main three points, then they can watch a minute long video and get it and start right. training straight away. So that that link between small units of time available, mm. you can watch a one minute video, train it for four minutes, and that's your five minute break as a as a dad or as a mum or as someone yeah. who's just busy all the time. Yeah. So that's how I've tried to structure most of my content and courses. So that was, that was the benefit of TikTok. Um, yes, I got loads of stupid internet comments. <laughs> and those people. To start with, I, um, you know, I just I kind of hid or banned and deleted them and felt bad. So that was, yeah, that was, that was the, the, the starting position. And then um, I was working with uh, Matt State on his, I think he was on his TikTok course, 30 day TikTok challenge course. I'm not sure. And he just said to me, most of these are either because they don't understand or they're dickheads. Yeah. So for the ones who they don't understand, you know, respond with, actually respond to them. And in TikTok, you can respond to a comment with a video. I yeah. see you make more content through that whole chain of stuff. And people can link through by clicking the comment and seeing the video. And it's, it's quite clever that way. Yeah. Um, we can respond to them in, in a video and actually explain more. And as well as addressing that comment, anybody reading that comment will see that you've addressed it. Anybody who's on the fence and thinks, hmm, that comment's got a good point. But actually, they see you've made a video response, which is, you know, reasonable and explains things well. They go, ah, oh, no, he does know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's a way of increasing your, your authority. It's a way of producing more content around the same area. And it's a way of dealing with those comments in a way that makes you feel better about yourself because mm. rather than reading the comment and going like you know your technique is crap or uh, it's not even that it's more like um it's more like the mechanics of that punch aren't aren't correct and i say well actually you're missing some context here because i'm i'm actually at this range and so this yeah. this distance i can't extend any further and the mechanics yeah. are correct let me show you on the bag here bam that's why we do it this way so you've reinforced in your own mind that you're actually right and know what you're on about, which is yeah. very helpful. And it helps dampen down the imposter syndrome feeling that I'm sure most most of us get. And that's a big thing that stops people putting content out there. Uh, Absolutely. It, it increases your perceived authority by people viewing your content on the fence. And it responds to that original commenter. The next stage is how they respond to that. Do they ignore it? Do they come back and go, oh, yeah, fair enough, mate. Thanks for thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for explaining that. I really like what you do. So actually, probably half of those missing context comments, you can turn around into a fan. Mm. Yeah, uh, I've had that. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so that's that's a way of turning people from skeptical, <laughs> and, skeptical and, and a bit rude into someone who's a fan and understands what you're on about. Uh, and if they just respond with more rudeness, then you can ban or delete them. Yeah. Or or um, say something sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a cracking one. I. I, I a video out um just discussing sort of torque transfer rotational force in a kick and i use this uh, i use the back kick as an example um and so we got the wave master set up mm -hmm. and i demonstrated how you can do the kick in, in several different ways and one of them 
involved kicking it over straight away. You you know what's going to happen. Oh, there's no water in that base. He, oh, yes, there is. No, there's no water. In that. Okay. So then I did a, I did a video just for that one person. Dem- t- took the cap off. Push the, <laughs> the base it around. So yeah. You can see that the, the it's brimmed. Put the cap back on. Walked back around. Did the kick again. What did they say? Oh, oh well, you've edited the video. That. Yeah, edited it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've got time to sit down and actually like keyframe, like frame by frame. I edit. I mean, yeah. perfectly line up your. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. T- part one of the shot. Part two of and the shot. And all the other people. Oh well, there's this point when you walk around the bag where the video judders, and that's where you've. It's like. No, I just stood on the floor and it wobbled. Really? Thought of it. <laughs> Filming it on a phone, you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> but, but the thing is, the thing is, we're doing it that way. Anybody who is half thinking that same thing in their mind, and is actually a reasonable person, yeah, would watch your follow up and go, ah, oh, holy shit, okay, he does know what he's on about. Yeah, 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 and that's where you'll get the biggest effect of these conversions. It's in this the silent majority mm. that it's that it's effective. The yeah, the original commenter. That, in my mind, there's two reasons why you get comments like that. They're either they've either missed they're either missing context or have assumed context incorrectly. And so that's like a technical response, then, isn't it? Yeah. Or a contextual response. Um, or, you know, they're suffering from so much pain in their personal lives and they're so helpless and powerless to express that in a way that's healthy and can't control their emotions that they have to find an outlet and yeah. attempt to hurt somebody who they perceive can't hurt them back. And my, you know, first you get like upset by them oh, i did anyway first i got upset yeah. by them then i was like angry and i was like oh yeah. button and delete and then uh next i was like take the piss and yeah. uh call them call them names back but that's not professional and it doesn't help your perceived authority yeah uh, and then i was like okay well take the piss subtly and uh <laughs> you know say something sarcastic yeah. that maybe they will or won't get thanks for your feedback if you could post your video demonstrating how i've got this wrong i'd really appreciate that because they never do that's a good that's a ever. good one uh, ever it's like oh, oh well thanks for your feedback that's really you know really great you know if you could just if you just post a video showing me where i'm going wrong so i can learn from this that'd be that'd be great and yeah can you demonstrate it and record yourself post it here tag me in it please they never do it i, I had one person do it and, wow uh the thing that they were um the thing that they they were uh, criticizing, they did from a completely different context. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so that. So it yeah. was still missing or assumed context. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was from I got a video on Facebook on the Facebook reels of like a power slap on the bag, and I do the power slap from a, like a hands up position, like a fence, a yeah. semi semi passive stance. Please don't hurt yeah. me. I don't even like fighting position, and so you've got a certain amount of space to wind your hand up for a power slap. So there's a lot of, of yeah. hip, and there's a lot of torque, and there's a lot of transfer of momentum that way. And then the person who commented went, sorry, that is not a power slap. Here's one I made earlier. And maybe that's not their accent. I don't know. It was in typed. That was the accent I assumed in my head. <laughs> Here's one I made earlier, mate. Um, <laughs> and he, he linked to, to, um, to an Instagram video. And I thought, whoa, someone who's actually, you know, mm. also a content creator? cool maybe we can be friends and his power slap was from ha- like hands down hand like almost behind his totally different behind his back straight arm already uh almost like those have you seen the the russian slapping sport yeah thing? oh yeah. yes yeah. almost yeah. like that where it was you know 100 percent wind up 
there was no there was no like fence or defensive position to start with it was just as hard as you can slap and it was on a tie pad and the guy holding the tie pad swung his arm right out the way so it looked even more than it was mine was on a heavy bag my heavy bag's really heavy so Mm -hmm. uh, and it was like and so i responded to him and i was like yeah that's a really powerful slap but it's different context isn't it because i've got a different start position so uh, thanks for that and he never got back to me yeah uh, yeah that's that's just the thing of it always so the, the 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 fifth level and this is something that i'm working on at the moment is for for the people who have the the pain and just want to lash out the fifth level is going to be um compassion for their situation and understanding that they're in pain and that it's not personal to me and it you know it is some it like you say it says a lot more about them than it does about me mm. and then how i can respond and convey that compassion is you know i'm sorry that you feel that way I think if we met in person, we'd get on really well. Mm. I hope you have a nice day. And and that and I say that unironically because I used to say that ironically. (laughs) Hope you have a nice day. But saying that with it, you know, by truly, truly feeling it and meaning it, then, um, you know, I feel best about myself when I can respond in that way. Mm. And it, it doesn't happen all the time. (laughs) it doesn't happen all the time when i get a high volume of of comments from internet people then my standard response is now thanks very much for watching and commenting and a thumbs up emoji yeah because we know that their views and the views that they saw on repeat while they were typing it and their comment is actually helping reach of the video for people who will like it yeah Yeah. so that's that's unironic as well you know thank you for you thank you yeah there's sometimes the comments i've had it before where Great comment, nice comments, and then they get one, and it sort of sparks. It's like you've given. It's like that one person gives permission to all the other people that were <laughs> thinking about it to sort of. Well, they've said it first, so then I can say. So it I too. can say it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? Yeah, yeah, boo. From like behind their mates and stuff. That that's that is an interesting one. But um, we started talking about it a little bit before is when the comments occur. So I've done uh, a video of what did I call it? I called it self-defense tips from Harry Potter and it's about a collapsing elbow and it was literally (laughs) something that I recorded in the garage when I was taking the washing out to the washing machine and doing the recycling so I've got like sweatpants on and my like you know my glasses and I've not done my hair and it's everything's looking a bit scrappy because it's middle of lockdown and stuff yeah no I'm just doing this collapsing elbow so you throw a fence and uh, you kind of touch something with your hand or fingers and then turn your whole body and an elbow, horizontal elbow comes around from the side and it's on the back. And I, I called it self-defense tips from Harry Potter to try and already head off those comments. So I didn't yeah. get the personal appearance comments because I had already covered that myself. Uh, but I did get a lot of the kind of uh, technique criticism and context criticism, yeah. uh, which I responded to. And that was, that was early on, but uh, probably when it was at like, couple of thousand views or so mm. and there was about 20 20 negative kind of technique context comments along there uh and then since then i've had nice comments and the views have rocketed to about sixty thousand, and i've had no more negative comments there so it, it's weird for that video it's like it went through the went through the patch it went it was shown to the people yeah. who hate that kind of thing and they were commenting on it and I responded, and then 
maybe it was shown to a group of people who would have commented but seen that I'd responded nicely or with contextual explanation yeah. I didn't and then it kind of it didn't get any more views for a while and then it's almost like Facebook has found this new group of people to show it to who actually like it and are sharing it mm. so now I'm seeing this like uh, a big uplift in views and people sharing it and being like great tip and now people following me and sending me messages and being like I really like how you teach have you got a website I'm like yes yes I do send me your money uh, and and get good value obviously <laughs> absolutely no absolutely so um sort of I don't know to, to we I know we've we've touched it touched on it in and briefly in in different points throughout the conversation but sort of to add about to, to neaten it all up to somebody out there who's maybe interested um in getting involved in what you've been talking about tell us a little bit about fightdad.com briefly what is it how do people get involved what do they need to do uh fightdad.com is where all my training yep. uh, products are stored and you go to fightdad.com and on the front page you can either get straight to the list of all the courses that i've made so far click on the view all courses button or if you scroll down there are some categories uh, so yeah, that's... I'm just looking at those now. We've got solo training courses, partner training courses, and free courses. Everybody likes a bit of free. Everybody likes free. Now, that's cool. And that's the thing. I wanted to make, like, not everybody has the same budget available. And yeah. I wanted to make something that would give value to anybody at any budget level. So you can, yep. you can buy everything if you want to, and that's awesome. Thank you very much. You can get all the free stuff if you want to, and that's awesome. Thanks very much. And I really hope you get value from that. Uh, on there at the moment, yeah, I've got a, a couple of um, solo training courses. So they're mainly about how you can practice on your own, increase your skills uh, either outside of class or if you've got no one else to train with near to you. And then I've got several partner training courses. So far, I've made uh, one on uh, double stick. So that's kind of moving, flowing, hitting, footwork, using left and right side and reacting using two sticks with a partner. And I've got a knife defense course on there. And I know knife defense is a bit of a tricky area, but I've tried my best to keep it, you know, <laughs> honest. <laughs> yeah. And it, it like the, the techniques themselves are very, very simple as they should be. But mm. it's mo it's mainly about the training framework and the the kind of the, the the trainer side uses pads, so like a belly pad and a tie pad or a focus mitt and and padded knives and so what that means then is you can put on the pressure quite heavily and if you've if you mess it up because it's a padded knife it, you know you don't get an aluminium knife in the ribs or yeah. the eye or anything and if you're punching your training partner because they've got a tie pad and a belly pad you know that you can go pretty hard yeah and it's a mixture between uh, kind of footwork and you know evasion and then stand-up grappling because cool uh, standing in the middle and and yeah that's that's had some really amazing feedback from from people who know, know a lot more about self-defense than me uh so that's a really really popular one uh, Excellent. simple it's called simple survival knife defense so it's not about it's not about winning it's just about you know going home with most of your insides on the inside and that's <laughs> so always a win absolutely yeah, always a win it. so so let me just write that down fightdad.com okay yeah. So if you're listening, guys and girls, go check it out. And um, 
exclusively for listeners of your podcast. Uh, very pleased to offer a 15% discount on any of my paid courses. Well, hey. Hey, there we go. Thanks very much, Chris. And um, for that, you need to put in the discount code KICKBACK15 when you get to the checkout. Fantastic. Well, I will add that to the show notes as well. Um, so that if you're like me, you have a memory like a sieve, um, you can just go back, go through to the show notes, um, which you should be able to find on whichever system you're using to listen to this on, whether it's Spotify or whatever, you should be able to find it in show notes. But then one more time, that's kickback 15. You get a 15% discount. You can't say better mm-hmm. than that, really. Hey. And that's and you can you can use that as many times as you like. There's no... Oh, really? It's fine. <sighs> The smart thing to do, right, would be to put some urgency on there and say <laughs> for, the, for the next month, uh, you know, until September or something, just to get people to rush. But now nah, nah, there's there's some there's some marketing methods that make sense and others that seem a bit scammy. And for me, I try and only use the ones that make sense. And so this this code is going to be, um, you know, open for as long as you like. So if you're listening to this podcast and, uh, you know, it's 2024, then the code will still work. And if it doesn't, because I've changed the website, then drop me an email and I'll sort it out for you. So, I, well, you can't say better than that. <laughs> awesome. Well, what a positive to end on there. Um, thank you for your time today. It's been awesome to chat. We've gone into all sorts of subjects and some very deep thinking as well, which is always good. Um, what does the future hold? What's the anything you can tell us about that you've got coming up? Or um... uh, yes, the thing I am most excited about is um, I've started a, a monthly membership and. Okay. At the moment, it's for instructors, and it is every single lesson plan that I teach to my students. And so it's a it's a lesson plan, and then it's um, several videos that show the techniques that I'm doing, but then the, the drill progressions themselves and how they integrate into the kind of the overall system. So the idea mm-hmm. of this is it's to go with a it's to go with a syllabus, but it's not just you know, like a syllabus is a list of techniques and, a, and instructional videos for each of those techniques. This is much more about if you want to, you can literally just copy what I teach my students yeah. and it's completely done for you. So if you're an if you're an instructor and either you're already a Filipino martial arts instructor and you're thinking, fuck, what am I going to teach tonight? You can just look on the library and go, great, I want to do this single stick uh, intermediate level class. And it's all about the snake disarm. And Harry's already made the drills and made a lesson plan and print that out. Boom, done. Or cool. if you're if you're a martial arts instructor and want to add Filipino martial arts or just the weapons portion to your offering for your students, you can do the same thing. So you can use it to learn and train yourself with your training partner and then teach it to your students. And I'll be there to support you. So that monthly membership uh, is the lesson plan library, which is growing. We also have uh, kind of instructor meetups on Zoom where we discuss what's happening, how people are doing. There's a uh, private community that goes with it. And my aim with this is just to, um, to to spread the love of Filipino martial arts and get more people training it in a fun way. Yeah, because um, yeah, that's what I love and everyone else should love it too. Because you know, Absolutely. And can people like... find that through the same <laughs> website? Can they all go to... Yes. To find out... Yeah, cool. Exactly the same website. And it, the, the product is called Coaching Carly. Fantastic. We'll go check that one out as well, guys. But again, thank you very much for your time. It's been a very interesting chat. And um, thanks for being the first guest back on in a while as well. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed it. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks there. And we'll, uh, we'll speak again soon, no doubt. Okay. Cheers, Chris. Bye. Enjoy our podcast. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today. So as always, a big thank you to Harry for his time. Like I said, a bit bit of an extended interview. Um, Normally, I would cut them down um, for the episodes, but as I say, we've not had a well, we've not had an episode really for a long time, and the the one I did last week didn't really count. That was more like a welcome back thing. But um, yeah, it's been a while since I've had a guest on and and done an interview, so I just thought I'd let it flow, let the conversation go, and um, and and include the full thing. So um, won't be like that every week. You know, um, some weeks we will have to contain it a little bit, not let it let it go for su- for too long. But as a one off, I just thought it'd be a be a nice thing to do. Listen to somebody else's voice for a change rather than mine. Um, as we mentioned in that conversation, um, the discount code of Kickback fifteen will get you fifteen percent off. That's a very kind offer that Harry's extended. Um, the links are in the show notes, and they're also going to be um, on the episode link that I've shared in the Facebook group. Uh, the like page, Instagram, etc., etc. So if you forget it, you can go back and check it there. Um, from time to time, I will also post some links to uh, content that Harry puts out as well. So if you see one of those links and you're interested, um, if you purchase it through uh, the link that goes out, um, that will help the the podcast. So you know, do keep an eye out for those from time to time. But obviously, for now, uh, if you want to get your fifteen percent off, if you use that offer code uh, at checkout, then you will save a little bit of money on there too. So. I think it's about time, after a very long, long time, that we go and check in with our good friend, Mr. Matthew Chapman. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. All right, everybody. So joining me on the phone for the first time in quite a while, it's the man, the Mitmaster, the legend himself, Mr. Matthew Chapman. <laughs> Don't think I'm a legend yet, dude. Ah, oh, okay. Well, I, you know, just trying to maybe pick you up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe put a hyphen in then you can be a leg end instead yeah i'll be a leg end yeah <laughs> i feel too young to be a legend wait until i'm 80 and then you can call me that legend in making yeah perfect love it trainee trainee legend trainee cool. legend. so um how's things it's been it's been a while yeah things have been hot a bit haven't they in the uk okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so. world in general uh yeah we've had like three weeks of just blistering it's longer than that actually about a month of blistering heat in it and today was the first day it rained so i'm i'm super happy because it's raining yeah we had a little bit yesterday yeah standing up which is always good i'm just thinking now actually since we last i'm pretty sure since we last spoke the the like global warming has like gone a bit nuts and there's a war (laughs) it's like quite a bit's (laughs) happened (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's been been kind of busy right it has been Uh-oh. kind of busy and i mean and there's been a bit of a knock-on effect on everything everything really hasn't it as well it's just yeah crazy old world yeah well it's uh it, speaking to the martial arts instructors i speak to it's definitely affected you know everything that's going on the heat the war the energy crisis has all kind of had a bit of an impact on uh numbers of leads and people interested in martial arts so yeah it's it's kind of a bit of a weird time it is, it is. Um, but yeah, I was, I was chatting to everybody last week on the episode, just having a bit of a general catch. Well, it was me sat in the room talking to myself, but um, having a bit of a general catch up with everybody out there in the ether, in the podcast, whatever you call it, sphere. And yeah. um, it's got some really nice messages and emails back from people who I've never spoken to before. Oh, I was, nice. Yeah. Yeah, just let alone me doing my old podcast. Never really thinking much of it, but yeah, some pe- people, you know, there's there's sort of things you hear and you think that's not right, surely. 
like, oh yeah, I always look forward to your podcast on a Friday when I'm driving home and I've missed it and you know, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I missed it as well. It's always nice having a chat with you, dude. Oh well, oh well, thanks. That's thanks. <laughs> but um, yeah. So what what you what you been doing then? What have you been up to? What's, what's um, new in the world of Mitmaster Matthew Chapman? <laughs> Master Matt's word. Uh, not a lot, really. Um, doing a lot of. Oh, well, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Doing a lot of seminars, a lot of workshops. Uh, that's quite nice. Getting back out on the road. Things are going well with that. Um, started accountability coaching for martial arts instructors, which is very fun. I'm enjoying that. I haven't done that <laughs> before. Um, and I'm really enjoying just sitting down and chatting with instructors and, you know, looking at how they're doing their businesses and giving them feedback and support and coaching and keeping them accountable. It's it's quite it's quite good and enjoying it. I had visions of you then like that. Have you ever seen that Vinnie Jones parody video? Where yes. The, we had like you just chasing people around like, <laughs> have you done your callbacks yet? No. Ah, come here. Literally, literally it's like that. Yeah, but virtually like. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same format, essentially, like every week. I just run through 12 kind of core KPIs that every martial arts school should have. And I'm like, have you done it? Have you done this? Have you done that? And then we look at their, you know, what I call their triple P's, which is pains, problems and um, pissed off. <laughs> and then we set goals. And it's just that's really fun. It, and it's really helping the instructors, because I think if you're a one man band or one woman band, it's quite hard sometimes to have it all on your own back. And, you know, as you probably know. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Isn't it? And it, it feels like everything is weighing you down and there's a lot of stuff to do and manage and take care of. And it's sometimes it's hard to stay motivated um, all the time. Mm. So, yeah, that's the idea just to help help instructors out with that. Yeah. It's really easy to fall into the trap of sort of putting your focus in, all all the eggs in one basket so you you get focused completely on bringing in new members take your eye off the ball of the members you've got you focus on your members you stop bringing in new members <clears throat> you focus in on one of those two things then you're not thinking about talking to the parents you know, yeah. it's just it, it, it's really hard and we're, we're not very good at, at multitasking generally as a as a species the martial arts instructor you know we're not we're not very we're not very good at that sort of thing um no, we're not. No. So the whole idea is obviously if someone else is can, you know, reminding you and giving you a bit of structure and uh, focusing on what is important, because like often we kind of get a bit distracted. We get oh, yes. latest late shiny object. Yes. We, we do things that are maybe not moving the business forward because we like to feel like we're busy and we're shuffling papers and not really doing the work that needs to be done. So just trying to keep them focused on on track and uh, and set some goals that excite them. I think like goal setting is a weird one for martial arts. We only really set a goal of like number of students, isn't it? If you think about it, like we all want a, a hundred member school, and then when we get to a hundred, we're like, now I want two hundred members, and we get to two hundred, we're like, no, <laughs> and yeah. it's just they're not particularly great goals because there's no. There's no reasoning behind them. They're just numeric, you know, goals that we suddenly decided that we'll feel better about ourselves when we've got 300 members. But usually we increase the number of problems that we've got and the number oh, of yeah. that, that we have. And so I'm just trying to set better goals of the instructors that are more about the quality of their life and less about, you know, income necessarily and um, number of students. Yeah, it's finding a balance, isn't it? 
it's finding a balance. I remember being at sort of 220 members and it being absolute chaos. <laughs> absolute chaos. Um, it was nice. It was nice in some ways being that busy, but I don't think I'd ever want to get there again in the building that I'm in. It was it was too much. It was too yeah. much. As in you were running too many classes? Too many oh, it, no, it wasn't so much the classes. It was the numbers. It was just dealing with, you know, because it, it, dealing with the busy classes wasn't, wasn't difficult it was just you, you just like you say for every extra person that comes through it's an extra problem isn't it it's an extra there's an extra complaint or an extra question that you've answered 500 times already it's an extra you yeah. know it, it just all adds all adds and um you know somebody's payment hasn't gone out or you know, someone's lost someone's lost a foot pad or someone's you know it's somebody said something somebody, you know, it, it's all those little 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 things that all add up and um many more plates yeah, to spend can't, can't really do it by yourself you know like you say if you were doing two <laughs> by yourself no it wasn't at the time few, no a few assistants and stuff i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah we had we had instructors and, and stuff at the time um, it's yeah. very much it's a very different place now this to 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 where it was back then um very very different yeah um, very, this, this the same in many ways but in other ways it's completely different i've just sort of changed the culture of it completely um okay. the, the pandemic offered us a really unique opportunity to hit a reset button yeah, and um, we're still still developing and, and and trying things out. To be honest, trying to find trying to find what 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 I want to do with it, but it, it's all good. We're still here. There's many people who can't say that, so I'll take that. Yeah. What what what's the main thing that changed after the pandemic for you? Um, I think probably it wasn't so much that we would take absolutely everybody in that came along. But it was a little bit of, like you said, it became, when it's very numbers orientated, it's like somebody comes in and whether they're not the right for the school, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, join anyway. And then you think in three weeks, they're like, oh, God, why did I do that? So <laughs> making the trial process a two-way thing instead of it being a one-way thing. So instead of it being they come to trials and then they join regardless, it's like we kind of try them too. Yeah. And if we don't think it's a fit, then we'll just say, oh, I don't think this is going to, you know, this is not going to work. And um, that's helped. That That's helped a lot. Are you comfortable um, doing that with parents and stuff? Yeah, I like it, Chris. I didn't um, used to be a long time ago, but I, I am now because I would I'd rather have I'd rather have thirty seconds to a minute's worth of awkwardness than years of torment because I've <laughs> fallen for that trap before. You know. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Really good. Cool. What, what are they going to do? They're going to go away and moan on Facebook. I mean. Yeah, of course. There's a diplomatic way to put it. They're not quite ready yet. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, love it. Try right, maybe. I think what we, I think Mrs. Smith, think probably what we need is just let Billy have another six months just at school, just to you know settle in a little bit. No, the usual stuff, and then then they inquire again, and you fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, dude. <laughs> That's brilliant. But it's just, yeah, you just got, to, you just got to accept that, you know, sometimes people just aren't a fit. They don't, they don't fit your culture, do they? They're just not, uh, no. they're just not right. And and you get that. And I said this to my wife. I, the amount of times I just wish I just trust my gut feeling rather than just going with it. Yeah. You know, there's certain people that have just nagged and nagged and asked, and you can just tell from the tone of their emails and their phone calls. They're going to be just a thinking, nah, they're going to be a nightmare, and then they are. And you think, why did I not trust myself? Seriously. Yeah, that's a top tip for like new instructors coming into the scene, isn't it? Like, mm. like you say, you're so desperate to get members in at the beginning, you will take anyone. Um, mm. 
and it creates a lot of stress for you. It creates a bad atmosphere in the class. Sometimes it creates problems down the line, like you say. Um, those types of people tend to attract other types of people like them or invite other types of people like them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good lesson to be learned. We've all learned it. And unfortunately, you know, some instructors are still doing it because they're kind of a bit desperate for members. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you I'll give you an example, a, a no-name example. They may well be listening to this and they'll go, hey, that's me. And if it's you, well, there, you shouldn't have done it, should you? Um, they, I got a complaint through, um, I got a complaint, I won't say when, won't be specific. Yeah. And um, it, it's the weirdest thing. I looked up their, I'd looked up their file online. Now, we have a system set up, as many schools do. And it flags when a, a student hasn't been in after a certain date. And it automatically fires out a series of emails on set dates, one after two weeks, one after three weeks. And so they, they get these emails. And then we'd never heard we'd never heard anything back from them. Right. And after I have it set so that after six weeks, it pings on my list and says, hey, they've not been for six weeks. I've had all the automatic things. Usually in that period, we'll have contacted them as well. Not heard anything. And I don't like to leave payments open with you know, for, for too long with people not come in because yeah. they could wander down the back and do a, the bank and do a charge back and claim it all yeah. back. And then, you, you know, you don't want all that sort of stuff. And you don't want, I just don't feel comfortable with the idea of taking money for something that's not getting used. Yeah. So if we haven't heard back, despite trying, I cancel them off. Now, for some reason, it hadn't flagged on the system. And I noticed it and thought, Christ, that's a long time. Log straight on, cancel the payment. Mm. Okay, I won't say how long it was first. I immediately, within about half an hour, got an email to say, you've just cancelled our membership. Why have you done that? But, well, okay, you've had all these emails and you've never replied. So, the, you know, they'd not been for a quarter of a year. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. They'd not been for a quarter of a year. And then they'd emailed to complain that I'd stopped taking their money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how did that end? Like, what, uh, did they come back? Yes, yes, yes. I'd signed them back up again within 15 minutes. How strange. I know. Okay. But I'd always, again, this is one of those people I'd always had a thing. There'd been several instances of, of bizarre behavior like this in the past. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, how? So you're, so let me get this right. You're complaining that I'm not taking your money for something you're not using. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I will continue to take your money then if that's. <laughs> I know it's a that's a that's a strange one, isn't it? It is, it is, it is, and they, I guess it's the sort of thing that you you know you got to learn to expect, I suppose, in this slightly wacky industry that we're working. Yeah, I had a, a student when I, at my school who you know wasn't training at at all really, and we we messaged him and said uh, we're going to cancel your direct debit, and he went, no, 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 just keep it running. I just want to support the club, but I won't be training. Right. Right. How long do you want to like keep it running for? And he said, "No, just to leave it running. I'll cancel it when I when I'm ready." And as far as I know, it's still running. Jesus, <laughs> which is nice. I'd like more. They could get some like that. That'd be great. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, one day I'll get a charge back for like fifteen grand, and <laughs> yeah. oh, it's not my problem anymore. I've, uh... Uh, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> you moved on from that. Now you moved on from that. Cool. Oh well, I mean. I suppose in the coming weeks and months is going to be an awful lot to talk about. As you say, the, the, in this ever-changing world and these uncertain times, I dare say there's going to be a lot of instructors out there that are going to be facing unique challenges. I mean, aside from the financial crisis of what 0708, there's not really been anything close to this. 
No, it's uh, it's a bit of a biggie, isn't it? It's yeah. a combination of all these things happening uh, all at once. Yeah, I haven't done anyone any favours. And uh, the news, obviously, scaring everyone to death continuously. <laughs> yes. Mm. yes. If we're not all going to die of monkeypox, we're not going to be able to heat our houses or That's be it. able to afford food or <laughs> buy fish fingers. Or, you know what I mean? It's 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 one thing after another, isn't it? So um, I yeah. do often wonder if the news didn't exist, what people know. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, they'd know that the petrol's gone up and they'd know that the, the gas and electricity bills had gone up, but... Would they be so fearful, right? Yeah. What, what well, the we know be? the answer is no, really, don't we? I mean, it's all set up so that you just keep consuming it and feeding off it and stressing and worrying and going back to it. It's addictive, isn't it? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is all, you know, marketing and, well, basic marketing and them trying to generate sales and money and income. So it's a bit of a shame, but I think... When September kicks in and everyone goes back to school and things start to settle down again, I think it'll, it'll all be okay, really, for most martial arts instructors, as long as they've got some sort of plan and they're kind of consistent with their marketing, which I know yeah. aren't because they like to roll a <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We're running a back-to-school offer at the minute, back-to-school promotion. Yeah. So that's been, that's been ticking over throughout the whole holidays. And we're picking up, we're picking up you know, a few people here and there with it um but it's yeah it's just it's just keeping it it's just keeping it every, ticking over isn't it every year i speak to instructors and they panic during like july and august they're like oh no i'm getting no leads it's a disaster i'm gonna go out of business mm. and then september october comes and they're like hooray i've got hundreds of leads so it's year it's a yearly cycle isn't it? we all know this it's, it happens every single year it's, i don't think there's any particularly different other than you might have to focus more on your marketing a bit more on your retention and creating better offers that attract your your ideal customer customering um but other than that i think it's just business as usual really mm. we'll see won't we time will tell be yeah it's interesting it's it's a weird one isn't it because it's not it's not like i'm i'm looking i'm oh i'm looking forward to this weird period of time but it's like at the same time it, it's different so yeah. it's it's you know it's I don't know, not refreshing, but yeah, you know, it's a different challenge. It's a different, different, different obstacle to sort of overcome, and um, we will. You know, even if I have to get back out with, even if I have to get the old clipboard back out and go stand down the shopping centre like it used to be. Yeah, I think that's a part. Of, we mentioned this recently that a lot of instructors have got really lazy with their marketing because mm. they can chuck five hundred quid on Facebook and get in a load of leads, and then give them a call and get people booked in. But um, obviously, the older generation of martial arts instructor remembers, yeah, mm. flyering, <laughs> posters in newsagents' windows. Literally standing at shopping centres with clipboards as people walk past you. Were, oh, yeah, doing that. That was the most embarrassing thing in the world. That was awful. <laughs> I used to hate doing that. <laughs> So, you know, it might be we have to dust off the clipboards and get <laughs> back out and get out into the world and, you know, uh, interact with the community and, and push a bit harder with the other methods of marketing as well. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing thing I've noticed with, with it's not it's not that Facebook ads don't work. I'm not going to be as naive or as silly to say that. But I remember when I first started out doing them locally, I was one of the first schools to adopt it so we kind of had a monopoly on it whereas yeah. now everybody's doing it yeah like ev so it's like it's flooded yes it's which flooded. is 
which is why offer creation is the key and mm. not the Facebook ads, because everyone now knows how to run lead campaigns, message campaigns, conversion campaigns. And uh, there's a lot of good people teaching it and training, you know, instructors to do it. So which means you get more competition. Mm. But what really set will set you apart is your offer. If you mm -hmm. have a great, great offer, that will help you stand apart. And offers have 12 parts, and most instructors don't even use like two or three of the 12 mm. parts of an offer. So, yeah, there's there's, there's one for another day. Yeah, 12 parts of a great offer. Absolutely, that sounds good. Well, it's been great to catch up. And finally, after all of this time, um, I know that there's been, we've had some messages from people saying, oh, we've missed listening to Matt. So, you know. Oh. There you go. That almost is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. I like doing this. Uh, you know, I was really enjoying it when we were getting on a good, you know, weekly schedule and it was, you know. Well, it's back now. Oh, is it? Oh, lovely. We're back. We're back. We're back properly. Okay. I needed my, I needed my little brain break. I just needed it. It, it, it yeah, it's uh, it's good. But I'm not, I'm not going to jack it now. I had, a, I had a message from somebody to say, you know, you can't, you cannot have put all that work and effort into it and let it die off and i'm sat and thought about it and go do you know what is right i can't because it has been there's there has been a lot of work going to it, a lot of time going to it you know a lot of other people have put energy into it yourself and all the guests and everything so i thought you know what i can't just let it fizzle out i've got to do something with it so here yeah. we are and also like you mentioned like people are still listening to back episodes now right yeah that's it, yeah it's not so I, i'll be honest i went through probably about six weeks of not really looking and then I went and looked, and it was pretty much every day. There's somebody somewhere, whether it's Peru or Glasgow or whatever, somebody somewhere is listening to something. It's is just, cool? it is, it is, it is, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, that's obviously, it fuels me wanting to sort of get on and get on and, and get back to it and do it properly because we're so close to 100 episodes. Yeah, I said you weren't allowed to quit until you got to 100, didn't I? So yeah, we're I think we're around the 90 mark, and we were a lot closer to 100 than we were. Well, we were a lot closer to 100 a, a few months ago than I've subsequently had to delete a few episodes for obvious <laughs> reasons. And um, yeah, so um, we 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 were we we technically will surpass it, but I don't want to sort of officially. Hey, we've done 100 till the act is 100 on the server. Because there'll be somebody who'll go, no, it's not, it's 98. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll do the 100th. I'll have to try and get it to tie in with something. I don't know what, but. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You reckon you're 10 away, yeah? I'm, I'm, there, thereabouts, give or take. Um, about, about, about 10, yeah. When I last looked, so. Maybe uh, listeners can kind of vote in or message <laughs> and with some ideas for episode 100. Oh, jeez. 100 guests 100 guests in 100 minutes now um although one one episode that i am doing that i've already arranged partly as i'm going to do a round table episode because i don't think anybody certainly not a uk-based podcast anyway martial arts one has done it so rather than having a one-to-one -one like this on skype it'll be multiple people on zoom yeah and i'm going to get intentionally get people from very different backgrounds you know people oh, with small yeah. schools people with huge chains franchises people very traditional people, very sort of modern, and and take the same question and fire it out to everybody and see what the different answers are. Just thought oh, it'd be cool. interesting. 
there's loads of people who hate each other in martial arts. Could we not get them all together on one podcast episode and let them go at each other? I mean, we could. Like, <laughs> ratings, isn't it? That is. <laughs> oh Jesus! Can you imagine? Uh, I'll make a little list up. I'll send over. <laughs> oh, two thirds of them have probably got me blocked on Facebook anyway. But never mind. Right. Anyway, on that note, thank you again as always. We'll uh, we'll do this. We'll do this next week. Great. Love it. Thank you. Thanks, nice my dude. Cheers. Cheers. Brought to you by www.midmaster.com. Thanks, as always, Matt, for your time. Some great advice there, as always. And one thing I do say, I often say, is if you have any questions for Matt, if you have any suggestions for topics you want us to cover, let us know. Let us know. You know, obviously, we have our discussions. We talk about, we talk through, should I say, what I think we should talk about. But well, that was a really confusing sentence. Let me start that again. <laughs> So we discuss what we think is relevant, you know, to talk about the podcast to help people out. But if you've got questions, then send them in. You know, you can go into kickbackpodcast.com. You can send them through there. You can chuck them at me on Facebook if I'm on your personal uh, Facebook profile. You can go through the like page. You can comment in the Facebook group. Multiple different ways, you know, to to get in touch and um, send us your questions in or, or suggestions for topics to discuss. So something a little bit different to finish off with this episode. Uh, last weekend... I was fortunate enough to get involved with a production um, involving one of our good friends to the, the show and indeed to myself, uh, Mr. Lee Charles, if you've not checked out my interview with Lee. In fact, we're going to get Lee back on again soon on the podcast. If you're listening, Lee, there you go. Just announced it. Uh, I'm sure he'll say yes. At least I hope he will now have said that. <laughs> get to drop myself in it. But no, um, if you haven't seen it before, uh, Lee actually worked on a uh, Batman short film. Uh, not too long ago, actually. I think it was shot a couple of years ago. Um, I know there was, and it was during COVID times. Anyway, when it was is relevant. Uh, a really cool, uh, really cool uh, short film. Uh, lots of really gritty action and uh, really well shot and and produced. But if you, I'll actually, I'll put the the link to the uh, first short film. You can go check it out. Um, from a director by the name of James Campbell, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a really really interesting. Uh, take on Batman and uh, I remember at the time watching it and being really impressed but anyway fast fast forward to last weekend and they're shooting a trailer or so say a teaser for uh, the follow-up for the follow-up short film Um, and I was fortunate enough to be asked to be involved which was great Um, now there's not any spoilers here because there's actually information about this out on social media anyway but I'm um, actually one of uh, I, I think I'm on the teaser anyway, a couple of vampires. That's right, you heard that right. Batman and vampires. Now, I believe that this is an established uh, take or story uh, idea within the whole Batman universe. I've got to be honest with you, it's not something that I follow massively, so I'm not really into it, but a couple of my friends that are huge Batman fans have commented that this is one of the, or the whole sort of vampires in Batman thing is one of the, more popular sort of adaptations within the comic book uh, arena. So yeah, anyway, just just been just been fortunate enough to be back on on uh, on set with Lee is is, is a good thing because he's a, he's an awesome performer. Had the fortune to be involved with him on a, a TV show earlier in the year, which at some point I'll be able to talk a little bit more about on. Just not for now, um, but yeah, uh, being able to work with Lee again on set was an awesome experience. He's a great performer. Uh, fantastic martial artist, just a fun guy to work with as well. But also as Batman, I mean that that's that's kind of like childhood dreams type stuff, isn't it? To um, 
be beaten up by Batman? Is that is that really a childhood dream to be beaten up by Batman? But anyway, um, to work on something revolving around Batman, because even though I wouldn't count myself as a massive fan as such, growing up, you know, watching the TV series and and reading the comic books and and watching the films, absolutely, you know, I mean, every little boy's dream, isn't it? But yeah, so I, I got to be a vampire and. I, I, let's say I get significantly smashed about, put it that way. Um, but if you're interested in learning more, what I'll do is I'll, um, in the show notes and indeed in the Facebook group, I will put some links to the Facebook page and to the Instagram page and stuff. And you can go check it out uh, and support these guys if you're interested uh, in getting involved. Um, there'll be more information, I would imagine, in the coming weeks. Just stay in it. Stay on board with the whole Facebook, Instagram updates thing. Keep an eye out for the pictures. Um, really well produced, really well put together. Really, I was really impressed with everything, and uh, can't wait to see what the teaser turns out like. Because, as I say, yeah, the action was it was intense. It was in a good way, in a good way. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to how it looks. Saw some clips, obviously, on the day when I was there, and uh, what I saw looked awesome. So. Um, Keep an eye out for it. Obviously, I'll, I'll keep everybody up to date. And maybe we could even get some people on from from the production at some point. Um, as I say, we'll hopefully get Lee back on at some point as well. And, uh, yeah, go check it out in the Facebook group and the Instagram page and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, exciting times. So, um, in the coming weeks, I am going to be putting out content. I'm aiming, you know, in the short term for every sort of 10 days or so, give or take. Um, just to make up for the fact that we didn't have episodes for so, so long. Uh, I'm going to try and keep on top of it. Um, but we should revert back to the longest being two weeks between each episode, which is awesome. Now, as I said on the last week's episode, I do have some guests lined up. I've, I've had a chat with some people. Um, we have some world record holders. We have um, all sorts of people lined up that have an eclectic background in martial arts. So um, lots to look forward to, lots of different angles. Um, and as I also remember, uh, mentioned in the, the chat with Matt then as well, we're going to be doing a round table format at some point. So if that's something you've, you, you're interested in getting involved with potentially, um, we'll be hosting a Zoom. Obviously, it'll be recorded for obvious reasons. And um, yeah, we'll be taking questions from, from listeners. So keep an eye out for that if you're interested in being involved. Or drop me a message if you're keen. And I'll add you to my shortlist. All right, guys. Thanks, as always, for your support. As as I always ask each time, please do be sure to um, share the links around on Facebook when you see them go out. It helps to spread the word on the podcast. Also, go check out my YouTube page that I'm working on at the minute. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Chris Jones TKD, something that I'm building up. And I've not actually done a recording this week because I've managed to hurt my back this week. So I'm trying to be good. And, uh, and keep myself safe so I've not recorded but that being said there is still weeks and weeks and weeks worth of content on there that you can go check out in the meantime and again give it a like share comment all that sort of stuff that you're supposed to do with with YouTube and the likes and um, yeah looking forward to getting getting involved with that a little bit more and, and putting some content together as always if you've got suggestions for content on there drop me a message and I'll, I'll go through it as soon as I can alright guys I will leave it there thank you all for your nice messages of support Uh, and shares and comments on Facebook and that. I really, really do appreciate it. And I'll see you all again, hopefully, within the next week. All right, guys, thanks again, and I'll chat to you soon. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.